Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. It's become the biggest story in the UK. It's, it's you know, gone mental all over the world. And before we start to put questions to you, and viewers, please put questions in the chat. I'll just introduce these guys. We have got director, journalist, presenter, editor, and co-presenter of the WTAF podcast and classified on Iconic, Richard Willett. And then we have got... Last American Vagabond founder Brian Christian is going to give us an unjaded approach that will hopefully offer some common sense to this situation. And many of you are familiar with Eric Honley from America's Untold Stories. So we'll go around clockwise. I'll start with Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, what's your, what's your initial gut reaction to what's going on with Russell Brand? Well, I think there's so many directions to take this story in. And I mean, the obvious point out of the gate that I think is hilarious is how you have a, a, an establishment media that is acting like it's appropriate to assume he's guilty and discuss that in that direction. While anybody assuming he's not is somehow breaking the rules. It's just it's hypocritical double standard. But the bigger thing for me is it's the way that this story is being used against the information that he's been sharing. Right. I mean, my my original gut feeling on this, first of all, I should say out of the gate, this is probably one of the least important stories on what's really going on in the world, but yet eclipses everything else important. And I think that's one of the reasons these things happen, even if based on real allegations. But it's also just allegations, anonymous people that have been not really been verified. And so this story has kind of gotten out of control and it's 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 being used in a way that stifles other people or threatens other people that are in this field because they're worried now they're going to get you know alleged about certain things or that the media will choose to go forward on this whether or not we have evidence and i think the oh, what i was going to say is that my gut originally was you know obviously this is something that i wouldn't dismiss i mean the guy's been openly a promiscuous kind of rock star character and he was very open about that so it's certainly a likely possibility that this could have been something that he knowingly did or something he did and doesn't remember i mean all sorts of ways to go about it so i also likewise think it's kind of irresponsible for people to dismiss this because he said things about big pharma but i think that's really the place to leave it to start it's just that we don't know and everyone's acting like they have an opinion based on their political standing and team sport politics wins the day as usual <laughs> okay over to richard let's unmute richard shall we i thought i'd gone deaf then but no i can hear myself <laughs> i couldn't work it out um again i'm the same there's several different strands to look at this um, is he guilty or not is one strand, obviously. Um, and then there's the timing of it, of when it's come out, especially with this um, online, it used to be harms bill, but they got rid of that now. Um, so um, to make it look more user friendly. So that's the timing of it. Also, you look into the funding of these uh, channels and the media in itself, and it all leads back to the likes of BlackRock and Vanguard. Two months ago, he was speaking out and a fairly big show that, that, that looked at the uh, ingoings of BlackRock at least. Um, not to say again that he didn't do these things. It's all what investigative journalism should do is take the whole thing and you have to do a zoom out and zoom out and the mainstream media have no idea of how to zoom out. They focus in on one tiny little aspect and then get rid of anything that doesn't fit. And we've seen that in this context with a few young, um, at least one young lady I know who gave a, a glowing review of brand and that was uh, um, not what they wanted. So they were cherry picking. Um, and that's not, in my opinion, investigative journalism. That's you present the, you go looking for the story, you present what you find. And some, as a filmmaker on another point, um, that I could see some of these sort of things that they used 
are some of the techniques that they use to make it look in a certain way, which I thought was very nefarious. Um, and I think that needs to be taken into account. Again, that doesn't mean he's innocent. We don't know that. Um, only him and the person know that. But this is it's dodgy. And it, 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 it's uh, a shame that uh, that the mainstream media would stoop to that kind of programming, which I think is it, it shouldn't be allowed, especially it's only done a disservice to the young girls if it ever goes to court, But um, in my opinion. Eric, what's your thoughts? And thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. Um, <clears throat> it's one of those weird situations. It reminds me a lot of Manson's case, to be honest, where you, you take somebody who really makes a good target. Now, I'm not going to say that he didn't, because two things could be true at once. I think you definitely have a coordinated hit job. Absolutely. Is it possible he did it? It's possible. I'm not going to say that it's impossible, especially with his lifestyle. And there are factors where I've heard things like exceeding consent, which can happen. There could be a consensual thing, and then somebody may take this farther than the other person thought they were going, whatever, with his drug history, things like that. I just don't know. It's really hard to um, make up my mind on it. I do think that he should not be canceled at this point. It's kind of like saying, okay, you're fired from your job now. Tough shit. You're, you're going to be, you know, kicked to the side, even though you have not actually been convicted. I really would like to see how about evidence? How about a police investigation? How about an actual trial? We're all jumping the gun. And I, I believe Ryan, you're right. Tribal politics the whole way. So if you've got any questions for the panel, put them in the chat. And just to follow on from what Eric said there, put a one in the chat if you think he shouldn't have been demonetized until there was a conviction. Put a two in the chat if you think demonetization was appropriate at this point. Ryan, what do you think about demonetization? What's it's interesting, I opened up his YouTube channel. I, I was under the impression they had removed his channel. But if it's only demonetized, that changes my perspective a little bit. But it does appear to be there in the videos I can still see. Either way, though, the, the point is it's it's kind of the same point from the beginning. I mean, think about the logic here. So now YouTube is setting a precedent, which, by the way, they've already gone down this road a long time ago. This is a very public case, though. So for some people, this is a new step where they're essentially saying you can be accused whether I mean, whether it's the gravity of how many and how the corporate media is covering it. But the simple point is you can simply be accused without ever proving something. And they're going to go, well, simply because the level of accusations, we're going to remove you from from this or or demonetize you. And either way, that's incredibly unjust. I mean, it, it, I, I quite frankly think that's illegal. I think that gets in the territory of violating the, their, their contract with each other or even just legally. You can get into the realm of, you know, the fact that he's built an industry on this, that there's revenue involved. And they just suddenly pull that plug based on something you have not proven that it, it gets into the kind of publisher versus, you know, a, a platform kind of a concept. But I think it's wildly unjust, no matter what it like where we're at right now, it's unjust. But even if it goes forward and he then gets found guilty of a crime, I still don't even understand the overlap where YouTube somehow takes this like altruistic, you know, social justice stance that they're going to remove that based on something that has nothing to do with the platform. Even if you can think that what he did was egregious, that shouldn't overlap with something like that, in my opinion, ever. I think that's a free speech concept, really. Yeah, I'm going to hand this over to Richard, but I want to say one other thing first. So I thought after watching the documentary on the Saturday night, you know, obviously a lot of people were going to be unsubscribing from him. So when I went on Social Blade, 
and I've been following it for the past two or three days. He actually gained 10,000 subscribers after the show, 10,000 the next day, and 20,000 yesterday. So it seems that more people are subscribing than unsubscribing. Is that a form of democracy in motion, uh, Richard? And what do you think about demonetization? Well, I think if you're trying to push the narrative um, or, or, or I suppose take down the narrative that they're trying to science him because he's getting somewhere with these big corporation companies. It's not going to help when you start demonetizing and, and taking away his, his ability to earn a living. It's only proving his point more. So if you're going to do that, it'd be a really stupid thing to do, but maybe these people aren't that bright. I don't know. But when we look into it, that's just proving him right. All you're doing is going, again, it's not really helping the young girls if this is true. You're just making him a martyr. Um, I don't know. It's so it's stupid, quite frankly, one one area. It's just proving him right. And then you look into the people behind it, and as we know, the the likes of YouTube and Google and Channel 4, they're all they're all connected. And the people that work for them have swapped over. Some of the Channel 4 staff now are actually former um, I believe former former YouTube um executives. So you know, you can see the connections there. I'm trying to pull up this bit where I've got um, I've got them written down, but I can't find it. Um, so it's all connected. It isn't doing them very good. Of, cl of course, he needs to. Um, I mean, I think that most of those subscribers are waiting for him to 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 give his own to what they're not they're already waiting audience to give his own sort of like speech back. So I think that's what's probably what they're waiting for. But um, yeah, it's it's really really strange if you look at um. They're going to go to his channel and look at his channel and they'll know it's two, just two months back, um, BlackRock Corruption Exposed. That's the video that he put out. So you're only going to go there and be kind of told that, yeah, actually the evidence is there that he was calling these people out. So I don't think they're doing a, doing a good job anyway. It just seems a bit stupid and he doesn't really need the money. So what is the point? So, Eric, what do you foresee as the best case scenario and worst case scenarios from here for Russell Brand? Well, let me, I want to jump on one more thing, though, before we left the YouTube demonetization, because I just read a Daily Mail article earlier, and I don't know if you guys saw it. And it's more of the pile on. They're going after Rumble now. And the way they're doing it, if you read the article, is pretty insidious. They go, Dan Bongino who is a major funder of Rumble, said, go find Russell Brand on Rumble. Then they said, advertisers are still advertising. And then they named this advertiser, this advertiser, this advertiser, all appearing on his videos. That is, I don't know if you call it a dog whistle, but that is definitely calling people out to go after the sponsors, attack Rumble, which, by the way, is another competing network in the middle of a lawsuit with uh, YouTube right now, multi-billion dollar lawsuit. So there's a lot going on. Now, back to your question, Sean, sorry. I don't know what the recourse is going to be because I don't know exactly where all these incidents occurred, allegedly. So we have uh, US law, you have statute of limitations, you have UK law, you have ages of consent, like one, one individual is 16 years old, from what I understand 16 is, is uh, within the age of consent in England, however repugnant it might be. You have other questions about um, what kind of birth control was or was not used. 
and whether that constitutes the R word legally. Some people say it does, but it did not at the time. So can't really necessarily be charged. And that also brings up another question. What about the other direction? Everybody brings up the whole, you know, taking off of a prophylactic and that being the R word. Well, what about someone lying about being on birth control themselves? Is that R going the other direction? Nobody's asking these questions. Sean, is it okay if I interject before we get to the next question? I just don't want to get past it. And I thought it was kind of important to say, I do want to stress, thank you. I do want to stress too that, you know, I'm trying to come at this from a very non-emotional point. I do want to agree, though, that in general, like, I don't think anybody in this conversation is is not, you know, we, we understand the, the trauma that would be there, the, the, the issues that people would go through if these are real allegations. No one here is acting like that's not important, I would argue. I, I just wanted, you know, I think it's important that we do come at this at a non-emotional level. And I would argue that I don't even think it's the place of anybody outside of investigators to even be hashing this out. You know what I mean? Like, we should let this go to the level of investigation. This is the court of public opinion. And I know what we're doing here is trying to do it in an objective way where everywhere else seems to be so much the opposite. But nonetheless, still, it's this is kind of what they want from this, you know, that we're all mm-hmm. lobbying this back and forth and having this conversation. And then in two things, I just want to throw out not to get too conspiratorial, but just ask the question whether or not it may be possible, whether Russell's aware or not, that he's being used in a way to drive the things in a certain way. I will point out Rumble, the two two of the three top backers of Rumble are BlackRock and Vanguard. We, it's like we, we, we fail to note that. So if it's an attack through that avenue, it doesn't really line up. So it could just be a way to drive people into a new location. I mean, that gets into a deeper concept of how social engineering is supposed to work. I just want to throw that out there as a thought. And so thank you for letting me add that. Please continue. Yeah, I do appreciate that. And a viewer asked about whether it would go so far as for his bank accounts to be suppressed, as we saw recently with Nigel Farage. Anything on that? Go on, Ryan. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. I I absolutely think that's a, a... Uh, I mean, that's going to happen. It already is happening. Nigel Farage, I believe we saw it during the the trucker convoys. I believe there was, I don't know if Bridge didn't end up having a financial aspect, but there's uh, Dr. Dr. Uh, Joseph Mercola has already had his account taken down and individuals within his circles, even the children of people he worked with had their, had their entire bank accounts frozen. I mean, it's, that's happening. So whether it goes to the level with somebody like this, I mean, if they're already pulling monetization, flirting with censorship because of allegations, like, let's just imagine this goes further and somebody publicly comes out and says, I am this person's name. And I, I, I would, I'd be willing to bet we would see something to that regard. That gets into the whole kind of ESG social mindset of a lot of these things where these banks are going to go, well, we don't want to be associated with that. And whether they actually care about these things or not, it's, it's, a, it's a machine. Like, that's how I see all of this. This machine has been kicked into action, and that machine doesn't really care whether these are true or not. It's about using this politically, like we said in the beginning, for those people, I would say. Richard, you're a presenter for Iconic, and you know we've interviewed David many times on the channel, and I imagine that he's gone through similar things with sponsors and banks and stuff like that. Is there anything you could elaborate on there? Yeah, well, he's been banned from I think it's 23 European countries for um, for wanting to turn up at a peace rally, which is absolutely insane. So that's one. He's been banned from Australia, I believe. I mean, he's a 17 year old man in a flat on Isle of Wight writing books. I mean, that shows to the level he must be. They must fear him, and obviously using the whole kind of anti-Semitism without actually knowing that it means a group of languages. Um, they, they use a blurring word. So yeah, that's happening everywhere, and I think people. 
in general, regardless of what this, the bigger picture is, Ryan was saying that this is the social credit. This is your social credit. Your social persona is what's going to allow you to earn a living. So if any of these allegations happen or anything similar to anyone who says the wrong thing, your social credit score will go down. You won't be able to earn a living. This is happening in China. And I think people need to understand that this is just an example on a grand scale of what can happen and it's going to start happening a lot, lot more. And we've seen it with Farage as well. So there's so many elements to this as well. It's happened with David a long time ago. Um, and he carries on writing and he's, he's tours doing really well at the moment in England, obviously can't go out of it. Um, but it's it's happening. And people need to realise that people like David have been telling us that it's been happening for a long time. And how many do we have to tick off the list before we go... You're saying that consp you've swapped the word journalist for conspiracy because it's theorist because you don't agree with me. And when you agree with me, I'm a journalist. And when you don't agree with me, I'm a conspiracy theorist. And that is basically what we're coming down to. And that's the path, um, the, the partisan split there. And if you're going on the conspiracy side, you're going to get demonetized. You're not going to have to earn a living. And um, that's where we need to be worrying this is going. And the timing of this with the... Um, the speech thing going through Parliament, the um, online censorship thing, I don't think is a coincidence in any way, shape or form. I do think, as you say, it's compartmentalised. Brand wouldn't. I think he's gone in there. I may have done what he's done, but also he's been used. Several things can be can be um, true at once. And I think when you look at the checkerboard and that symbology, they want you in black and white thinking, good or bad. Actually, he may be, have done some bad things in a bad system, tried to get out and it's too late. People need to stop thinking this dynamic kind of extremes and they'll want to push us all to the extremes and it will be the left that's really, at the moment, the woke lot, that will be allowed into their smart cities. And this is how far it's going. We'll all have to live in the woods. I don't mind living in the woods with you guys. That'd be fine. But, like, this is where it's going and there's been this has been told for 30-plus years. It's not accidents. Conspiracies happen every day all the time you wouldn't have a detective if conspiracies didn't happen there'd be no work that's the whole point so mm. conspiracies happen all the time and i think we need to get over that so there is probably conspiracies happening here but also it doesn't mean he's innocent either eric we're getting asked by viewer jake if this is a coordinated okay. hit job then by whom and for what purpose <sighs> well um God, it could be a lot of people. I want to push back a little bit on the Rumble thing, by the way, because and I'm not trying to defend them. There's obviously concerns. David Sachs is a major investor, Silicon Valley ties, all that. However, a publicly traded company is automatically within a target of a BlackRock. So if you're publicly traded, BlackRock can buy big chunks of you, can influence you, dims the brakes when you're publicly traded. Um, now, conspiracy, hitch up. Well, let me see. What has he been speaking out about? He's very uh, anti-Ukraine situation. He's a very WEF, all these things. People are going, how is it Rupert Mur Murdoch would work with Channel 4 when they're completely differently aligned politically? Well, I don't know that they are necessarily. And I can say Rupert Murdoch has no love with any message that Russell Brand has been spouting about as far as I know. So, hey, you know, if we have two competing sources here, then you also have the old media versus new media. I'm going to throw a weird name out there, PewDiePie. How many times have we seen this YouTuber from Sweden, PewDiePie, get thrown under the bus by Wall Street Journal, Rupert Murdoch, by the way, and others 
because he's huge. So this is going on in behind the scenes, I feel. When you have a force like Russell Brand with six million plus, whose videos get hundreds of thousands, more viewers than Fox does at night, than MSNBC, than any of the networks on either side of the pond, per video every day, this is a, a fundamental fight for survival. Over to Ryan. Yeah, I mean, just to go off on that same question, you know, it's 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 uh, we're obviously would be guessing, right? I mean, it's really it's like he, like Eric pointed out, there's the million directions that could go in, but it seems m most logical. Like I would point out, for example, that he, the biggest channel I can see on YouTube he has has been there since 2007. So there's kind of this overlap right now that he kind of like became this new person and was like speaking the truth. He, he's been doing the channel work for a long time, you know, and so the question is, if this is about his content, what was it? in the recent surge. And I think that's an interesting point that we could, you guys can look at his channel and you can see a lot of the stuff he was talking about. And I think that that, you know, some of the most recent topics hit, hit nerves with a lot of people. And my, my gut would tell me that what brand was doing just again, my opinion, I can't verify that what he was doing was just whatever he thought was important. I don't think he's invested as, as much as some of us may be in the larger agenda, like in regard to like seeking out the truth and exposing it. But nonetheless, you like, like Eric's pointing out when you have that kind of reach and you, and you're not, Again, not saying I know this, but in the case, that you, if you're not controlled by the people that would at least like to be able to influence your direction, that's uncomfortable for certain people in the world that are very, you know, the narrative managers. And let's not, we're not, this is not conspiratorial. We should get like, like what Richard's saying, we need to get past that mindset. These are very real proven concepts of people that let's just pretend they're doing it for a greater good. They really exist and they very much try to control the way we view things. It would make sense to me that they would try to, you know, either take him out, which I don't think that's what this looks like. If, if he, you know, kind of no toes, I think they'll just kind of, it'll go away and it will drift away and he'll kind of go forward if that's what this looks like. But again, it's all kind of hypothetical. I think one point to add is that it, the reason this seems so false to me, and I don't even know how, which way I really mean that just that there's something behind this that doesn't add up. The mainstream media and all this has gone, well, they have for a long time now, but really clearly with this very tabloid with it, like they're even past like the allegations. They're going, look, he, shared a mean picture about Katy Perry, you know, and everyone's like, this is a mainstream article that came out today or that he bounced this woman on his knee during the late show or something. And it's like, these things are meaningless unless you have the context that he's a sexual pervert, but that's not even proven. So like they're taking steps into the story without some, you know, same point we made in the beginning. So all of this feels very disingenuous to, in my gut. So that's what I would say. And I would argue it's largely because he probably said things that people didn't want. They got a little bit too, too much reach ultimately but that's just an assumption thanks ryan i can see richard's ready to add to that because oh, the disingenuous is is the um the main thing and i think that's something that <clears throat> excuse me is that we all have is this common understanding of when someone's lying to you when someone's manipulating and using you and that's what the mainstream media don't really seem to get and i think that's fostered as someone i, I did it on the screen film and tv production um i went into the mainstream for a little while to see what it was like i saw it that was what the type of people they were looking for and they fostered it in young people um and this was what 12 13 years ago now so it was there then so it's been fostered for a long time in these young people so um yeah i, I agree with everything that ryan says is, is that he has got such a huge reach maybe he was in and he wanted to get out and once you're in you can't really just just get out um but yeah it's very disingenuous and i think that's a really good 
way of, of putting it. Some people, we feel that there's something not right here. I saw an article today of them saying he did Kundalini, Kundalini yoga. And that is, um, and now if you do that, that's been connected to being a R word and being in a cult. And it's like, come on, this is, this is um, poor. This isn't journalism. This is just poor. That was the insider. And then when you look into the insiders, um, who owns them and their owners and their owners, again, it leads back to BlackRock and Vanguard, as everything does. BlackRock had the connotations, obviously, of Saturn as well. Um, and we have a cult behind this and all of this occult symbology is there as well. I actually realized in the watching the program, they do a pan shot, a weird pan shot. And for no apparent reason, unless I'm missing this, there's a horned goat head on his sofa. Well, what? Where does that come from? That's clearly not his is um his flat so where did they put who keeps a horned goat head on your sofa and then they're going past and then they've got the symbology of the red flower there as well and they're shot in four six so it's supposed to look like it's an old footage that's obviously virgin symbology there and then she's in a red dress well we know the red dress symbology as well so there's little things popped in there when you understand i'm not saying none of this happened i'm really not you could be guilty as anything i don't know but it's worth knowing the way they use symbology in these things to put these information across. Remember, it's Edward Bernays. It's, it's propaganda. Edward Bernays was the great-great-grand or great-grandfather of um, one of the guys that started Netflix, as was Sigmund Freud. These things are purposely designed to push your push a narrative in, in some way. And if you're not towing the line, they'll flip it on you and... Um, I think that's where the disingenuous comes from. Yes, he may be guilty. We don't know. But it's also this bit of media is also, in my opinion, very disingenuous as well. Which leads me to the next question. Not only is symbology embedded, something far more sinister is embedded. So many people are aware that In Plain Sight is like the definitive expose book about Jimmy Savile. There's no copyright on book titles. And they titled the dispatches episode in plain sight and then clickbaited the discussion with Savile, which does look horrendous i'm not taking away from that it's, it's disgusting what was said but it was six years before Savile's crimes were revealed and i'm wondering eric do you think it's fair for them to parallel him with Savile like that it's a documentary. I mean, I've given up on documentaries a long time ago, honestly. Uh, I'm going to circle right back to Marilyn Manson. Phoenix Rising documentary. Highly encourage you guys to watch it. It's the same hit job, same principle. You find the thing about the person and use confirmation bias to get you the message you want. So Russell Brand is kind of a yogi guru looking guy. He projects that image so Let's have some cult connotations. Marilyn Manson's a very creepy, scary guy. Well, everybody can visualize that he's going to get into S&M, very hardcore things. These tricks work. Um, are they fair? Are they not? Again, a documentary. I, I, would, I would love to parse it out and say, is it based on a true story? Or are they going to claim that it's 100% true? Or what? I would love to see the um, fine print on what they're doing because obviously they're delivering the narrative. They're going to cherry pick who they have on. They're going to not have other people on. And I think they may be harming themselves. I think a lot of people are onto the fact that, well, wait a minute, that, that thing with Savile, 
Okay, let, let's just take this for a second. He is a shock jock from what I understand I've seen, not that different than Howard Stern. And if there was rumors about Jimmy Savile, there's a crude form of humor where he could have said, yeah, I'm going to send you my assistant, ha, 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 because, of course, he probably knew about John Lydon and all that bit. And people would be laughing hysterically. Is he really doing it? Did he actually send his assistant to go show up for Jimmy Savile, or was this an on-air prank in poor taste? Those are the questions. Yeah, Ryan, do you think that the comparison to Savile actually detracts from the program because the program has received over 100 complaints channel 4 have received those complaints stating that the viewers felt it was unfair well yeah i mean i think i mean it's it's again it's rooted in things that nobody else can verify and you know not to make it about the fact that corporate media in a general sense has a I mean, really, really, really poor reputation, even with people that seem to watch them. So it's really not hard to grasp that they could have manufactured or overlooked to make this like like Eric is saying, like to, you know, like documentaries. It's funny we can even discuss that that's like it's based on a true story. Documentaries are supposed to be inherently truth. That's funny that we have to even parse that out. But the idea that, you know, it, it, they would do that. Let's put it that way. But I think what's interesting to me about the Jimmy Seville point, I agree with what Eric is saying that ultimately you could see that it he, from his perspective, it may have been a crude joke, definitely in poor taste. And, and that doesn't therefore mean he's some kind of sexual predator. But I will point out that that's a creepy thing that we should highlight kind of independent of the story, sort of like the okay. Epstein thing. Like we all knew it's like, so what he's essentially saying there is he knows and everybody else knows enough to laugh at the fact that by saying, we'll send my assistant that it's kind of creepy kind of joke because, oh, Seville's that creepy <clears throat> sexual predator. So that shows you the kind of open secret of a lot of this stuff. And that's one of the reasons why I'm like, well, it's certainly possible that he could have done these things and nobody said anything till now because that's how this industry works. And we've seen that repeatedly. But at the same time, again, I think it's taken intentionally out of context with at a time when we haven't proven anything. You know, all of these different uh, uh, little parts of this. And I mean, I'm not going to say that we shouldn't. Again, the police should investigate. And if it shows fruit with something more than that and they find validity in what they're saying, then go forward with that. But everything else from there is just people guessing at what's happening. And I think that's, you know, irresponsible, ultimately. I want to push the chat Richard, real quick. Think? Somebody claimed that I was saying um, Savile was a shock jock. Absolutely not. I said Russell Brand was right. a shock jock like Howard Stern. Just right. wanted to clarify. That's how I took Sorry. it. <clears throat> Richard, do you think tying in Savile diminished the credibility of the show? Yeah, I absolutely do. Again, was that done on purpose or was that done to eventually just kind of bring the whole thing down? It, it, there's so many holes in it. How can you spend four years working on something like that? And I'm not saying it was awful, but it was four years working on something like that. It, you sh it should be far more airtight than than what it was. And, and little things like that undervalue and cheapen the information when you could let it speak for itself like we said there was people they contacted that give glowing reviews to to dating brand they never included any of them and even i said that to andrew o'neill of all people and he came back saying oh, that's a bizarre concept what to put the information that you've investigated into a show and let the audience decide how is that and that's the mentality of the mainstream media unfortunately this is a man at o'neill who's been around it a long time and that's foreign to him as a supposed journalist to put the information that the investigation has brought up naturally. 
So it's not a natural. You're, you're cherry picking it. So use titles like that. It cheapens the whole thing. But then if we come out and talk about Savile and then we go, go, well, he seemed to be best friends with Prince, uh, King Charles, didn't he? Um, hanging around there for quite a bit was going to be a godson, godfather to one of the one of the kids. Oh, no, we can't talk about that. We can't talk about that. But we'll put the photo. We're trying to connect the two with one tiny comment that was in 20 or 10 years ago, whatever it was. That is important to the mainstream media, but the fact that, that a child procurer of that magnitude was around not only the king, the kids, the family, he was attached to most people in this country, the police knew what was going on, most people knew what was going on. The BBC have a, have, have a statue by Eric Gill on the front that they projected the Queen's head onto when she died, as if he was holding it, she was holding it. None of this stuff gets spoken about. But a one little comment, and we need to understand that these people are absolutely insane, and the ones at the top who actually know what they're doing. These young girls that that, that did this documentary, they're probably very nice people and absolutely believe in what they're doing, but they don't yet know, in my opinion, and I think we could be even as people that do this, need to kind of comprehend that we'll we're all being controlled in some sort of way. Um, to put certain information out we absolutely are and they will be useful to them right now now if he comes out he's um he's actually innocent of all this what do you think is going to happen to those filmmakers they'll never work again they don't care they're cannon fodder so i think I we agree. all need to understand that that we probably but not 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 into the the level i don't think that they are now but what I'm saying is the fact is that we all are being used in this this way and we need to understand that it's a very small minority that will pick on something small like that and then completely ignore the fact that the King of England was best mates with, with Jimmy Savile. It's insane. Good point. We're going to bring Eric Hanley in for closing observations because he's got to go oh and we're going to replace him with Charlie Robinson. Hmm. All right. What, what's your um, closing um, thoughts, Eric? Okay, well, I'm just going to follow up on what Richard was saying, and I think it's kind of all together. Journalism anymore, quote-unquote, isn't necessarily intended to be a conspiracy, but you're coming out of elite institutions like Columbia, etc., and who are being hired for newsrooms, who are being hired for the networks, the same people who have the same insight and the same beliefs of those who are there. This causes an echo chamber, so therefore this is going to repeat just like any other history, it doesn't necessarily repeat, but it will rhyme. Thank you very much, Eric. Eric's links are in the description box below this video, as are all the guests' links. So please support their important work. Check out his channel. He covers lots of fascinating stories over there. And we'll bring in my fellow uh, Hurlis-headed Charlie Robinson now. Let's, let's get See him. Ya. Here we go. See you, Eric. See you. How dare you, Sean? Hey, Charlie, what's your opening thoughts on the Russell Brand situation? Well, they got him. They got him, right? <laughs> they found him. They saw, They cracked the case. They found the guy who's responsible for all the bad things in the world. Thank, it was right in front of our eyes the whole time. It was Russell Brand. <laughs> They're like, Scooby-Doo pulled the mask off. It's Russell Brand. Oh, we loved him, but he's a dirty pedophile, maybe rapist, who did all these things. Oh, where's the evidence? We have it, believe me, but... It, it's too sensitive. We don't want to show it to you. It'd be shocking. Oh, no, no. I'm ready for it. Show me everything you've got. No, no, no. It's fine. It's fine. Well, we'll we're going to withhold that. Mm, it's the media being the media. 
you know, and listen, I don't know. I don't know Russell Brand. I don't, I've, I've never met him. Um, I know who he is. I know I've seen the pictures from before, you know, the one eye stuff and all that. I listen, I get, don't love that. Of course, don't love that. But lately he seems to have pivoted into talking about other things. And these are very inconvenient things that for the establishment. So I, I understand what's happening. Um, I'm not going to, you know, I don't, none of us were there. We don't know the ins and outs of what his personal life was. But we do know how the media operates and we do know a coordinated attack when we see one. This is the Alex Jones debanking. This is, you know, the, there's plenty of of of, of previous uh, opportunities where we could we could talk about. We've seen this happen. A coordinated attack. All of a sudden. First of all, nobody was talking about it. And then in one day, everybody's talking about it. And what does David Icke say? How can you tell when it's the agenda when it's nowhere and then all of a sudden it's everywhere and it's everywhere. So he's they're, they're giving him the they're giving him as as the I, I mean, I hate to I hate to sort of uh, quote the the Tate brothers. Right. But but like they're giving him the Matrix treatment, Matrix attack. Right. He, he, he is he is he came into the system and he's saying things that are very inconvenient and they can't have that. And he's very likable. And they're not. The media is not likable. Nobody likes the media. Who did name somebody in the media? You go, I hate the mainstream media, but that guy's great. I can't think of anybody. People like Russell Brand. He seems genuine. I don't know him. It could be all be a gigantic act for all I know. Whatever. But he appears to be genuine, and he ha he's talking about the things that people want to hear about, and that, and that a lot of people don't know about. They didn't know about this. So he is a conduit. He he is a he's somebody that is he is grooming. He's grooming a whole new generation of people to be distrustful of the media. That's for sure. So if, if he's guilty of grooming, he's gr guilty of that for without any question. And they they can't have that. So so I, I'm, I'm you know, again, I, without knowing the details, it's hard to say what's what. Right. And, and we all try to be as 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 honest about this as we can but i don't need to see the details to recognize a coordinated media attack when i see one i know what they look like this is one of them right it's undeniable so so he's going to get the treatment and then and then they'll move on to somebody else because they're parasites they're locusts they come in they destroy everything and then they move on to somebody else right so somebody else will get it next so I'd just like to add to that then that we're not detracting from the seriousness of the allegations here because a lot of people in this country have judged him already and think the things he's done, even if it hasn't crossed into the R word, are really despicable and miso misogynistic. And I'm going to bring some questions in from those people just so we can analyze that side of it as well. So I'll put this one over to you first, Ryan. Um, Neil is saying that would you be happy if your 16 year old daughter started dating a 31 year old man and he was taking her out of school that is not normal behavior well no but are we assuming that's what happened with russell brand because he doesn't know that i don't know that nobody here knows that you know so i, I these kind of conversations we, my point being is that every single one of these people are anonymous right now we can't verify any of this stuff i mean I, as of the current reporting i was seeing this morning so uh, obviously but see I, not to 
I understand the question, right? But it's not a fair question in the context of what's going on right now because nobody's going to be okay with that. I mean, we talked about this yesterday. Regardless, I I think as you said earlier, Sean, regardless of whether it is the legal age of consent in UK, I can objectively say I find that disgusting. I find that to be inappropriate. My point, though, is that most people would be uncomfortable with that. But until we know that's actually what happened, not just through anonymous reporting, the mainstream media says, trust me, I'll t- I'll, I have the receipts, but I can't show you, then we shouldn't pretend like that's the case. That's, this is the public, the court of public opinion. And we just have to stop allowing them to play us that way. You know? and, and really quickly off of Charlie's point, this is what I was saying about the machine, like the parasite side of this, is there's two aspects to this. Well, there's a lot of aspects, but in the, in the context of that point, there's two aspects where you know, part of it could be a weaponized agenda to take him out because he's telling the truth. But whether that's even the case, the parasite aspect he's talking about happens regardless, like with a political scoring points level. Brand is seen as this right wing commentator. So if they can take him down a notch and scare other people from doing the same thing, they'll take advantage of that, whether or not they even care if it's true. That's the kind of parasite mentality I think that that Charlie was pointing at. At least that's what I saw it as. And I think that's important. So, Richard, I think we are all genuinely disgusted by the allegations. When we watch that show, it really hits you in the guts. And you think if these things are true, this is really immoral and some punishment must be handed out. So what do you say to the people on that side of it who are calling us into question because we're giving the other side of it as well? There's kind of a reaction out there. If we're giving the other side of it as well, if we're saying it looks like this has been co-opted to shut him up, then we are saying that, when people are speaking out about these horrible crimes, we're trying to silence their voices. Well, what I'd say to them is that, that again, it's balance. It's you need two sides. If they'd have done this in the documentary, you wouldn't be having to do it ourselves. It's as simple as that. If the mainstream media did their job, you wouldn't need an alternative media. It's, it really is that simple. We're providing the counter narrative to what they should be doing as journalists so when someone cut they contact him well like they did with this this young lady and she gives a glowing review of how nice he was and how decent it was and they've contracted 100 people bear in mind and they've found five people that that, that have, have got allegations to them they should be at least acknowledging that in a way in the in the content in the investigation and in the reporting so then you can make up your own decision, but they're not. So when that's what we're doing. We're providing, we're doing half the job that they should be doing. So we're not saying he's innocent at all. What we're saying is that one, it's not gone to court and any adult with a, with an adult mind would understand what, what, what the process is for these things. Um, and we're saying that anyone in the future that gets accused of things that, that there should be, this, you should not have a channel Four documentary made about it. It should go to, to the police we're just using logic. I mean, these are things that common sense things. We're not saying he's not guilty. We're just saying that that this is absurd thing to do and put it in that context. And clearly it's to, to ruin the man, regardless if he's guilty or not. Um, that's just common sense. So um, you can still take all the information and as a grown adult with your own grown responsibility, go, it still sounds like he's guilty to me. You can ignore everything. You're an adult. Take responsibility for your own understandings, but you should have the you should have, in my opinion, um, the access to all information so you can make your decision. And that's what they're trying to take away from you. And that's what we're standing up for. We're not standing up for Russell Brand. We're standing up for the right for people to have the information to be able to make a decent decision about how they live their lives and the way the world is. That's what we're standing up for. 
and for our children in the future be able to question things question everything because if we don't stand up for it especially in the age of the internet our children will not be able to question everything because your social credit score will get dipped and you won't be able to go to college and you won't be able to go to school and you won't be able to get on the bus and if you think that ain't happening it's happening in china already so we're not standing up for Russell Brand. We're standing up to to your for your freedoms. This is just one of the many cases. So it's not about Russell. It's not about that. It's about you having access to the information and being able to make up your own decisions based on all the various outcomes and and um, ways of looking at things. You're a grown adult. You should be able to be treated like one. So I'm going to read this comment. It's it's not a coordinated attack. Why are they attacking other people such as Schofield in the same way? If it is a coordinated attack, then they attack their own as well. It will be someone else next. And what we're seeing here is that the same corporate and media entities that monetized his misogynistic jokes and you know paid him to host these shows and behave in this extreme way have now turned on him. So how can they, you know, how how could they do that? Let's go over to Ryan. I, I think it goes back to the same point that it's from from the I've always pointed out the people in the corporate media level, you know, the, the, the Don Lemons and the people in that position. I personally don't think they know anything of what's going on. Like these people are allowed to think they're in the know, but are really limited in understanding what is really going on. And so most of these people, I would argue, aren't really in this for the end game of actually, you know, synthesizing the truth from what's going on. So, you know, it's, it's, it's clear as they would take this action, like I was saying before, because he is a political enemy. Because the, you know, like going back to like the Kavanaugh conversation, right? Remember what they were screaming then? Believe all women. It wasn't about let's find out the truth. It was believe them first. And that's that's the kind of mentality we're seeing here yet again, is that, you know, like like the question from before, nobody here is trying to say that we think this or we think, well, at least I'll speak for myself. I'm not saying I think this or I think that. I'm saying let's be objective. Let's stand back like like Richard is saying and realize that we don't have all the information. So you can feel free out there to come to your opinion. Just don't pretend that means that you know for sure. That's just your opinion. Everyone out there is throwing their opinions around as if you're allowed to have this one but not allowed to have that one. And that's, that's what that question was. Like, you know, in a general sense, people are acting like by literally discussing whether or not the alternative might be true is somehow taking away from their allegations. That's not even remotely honest. Like, we know that's not true. Objectivity is honest. You know, and that's what we're really trying to hash out here. So, Richard, Channel 4 was one of the very organizations that was paying him to behave the way that they are now calling out. How can they justify that? Because they just don't care, quite frankly. They don't care. They just don't care what you think about them because they'll just do it anyway. People like people like so I've looked into this as well. So uh, the Guardian gave it five stars, by the way, the documentary. And this may be like so the Guardian would give it five stars, considering that the Guardian chair, um, Charles Grass, I've probably butchered that name, um, was the chairman of Channel 4 at one point, the CEO of of um, Guardian at the moment, Anna Bateson, worked for YouTube, Google and is listed in the Reuters, Reuters Institute for Journalism. Um, and Reuters own shares in ITN who produced that, who produced the news for Channel 4. So you have to understand that these people are swapping from one business to the next. But the fact is they don't care. And I think most of them, is, as Ryan says, they believe they're actually doing the right thing. I don't think these are bad people. They're so far on the totem pole. Um, I mean, we're not even on it. Um, we live in the woods and that's where we'll stay. But they they are so far down that they don't know how they're being used. Once at the very top, like the ones that you'll never hear of, the ones that are funding 
these things through BlackRock and Vanguard because you don't know where the money's coming from into there. They're the ones that just don't care. They won't care. Of course they won't care. You just appeal onto them. They see us as ants, and we know that. They're psychopaths. So they don't care if, if they'll put that out. That's what needs to be done then. And and I think there's people at Channel 4 will be going, hang on a minute, we were doing that last week. We were doing the weird show with the people with their knobs and bollocks out. I'm allowed to say knobs and bollocks, said it twice now. Um, on on the, in the weren't they, that, that weird show where they were all naked, and I believe there were kids there. Like, how can you take any moral standing and work on that show and think that you have any moral standing? You, it's mental. But they've got no mortgages to pay. They've got uh, kids to look after. They've probably got their mortgage through BlackRock or Vanguard. So you know what I mean? They're, they're not bad people. They're just caught in a system that's totally corrupt. It's like, don't play the ha hate the player, hate the game. The game is just messed up and it needs to be brought down. And I think it is, Sean and Brian, I think it's, it's, it, it's desperate. These are the signs of a desperate system that's in its, it's like throwing its arms around because look what they're throwing at us all the time. You've got them putting aliens out one week. Climate change are all going to die from climate boiling the next week. Then it switches over to the E guy that we can't announce and how him and his island, but we'll ignore the book. And then we come back to um, talking about Russell Brandon while they set up the next bit to come back to you, Les, and keeping us all in smart cities. They're desperately throwing things at them because after the Rona, they, um, they, they played their big card and they woke way too many people up. And they've even tried that again recently, and that's just gone... So I just think they're desperate, mate, and um, I think they don't care. They're struggling for air at the moment. Charlie, can you hear me okay? Are you good? Yeah, I had to reset my internet. Sorry, guys. Hey, no worries. Okay, so Julia is wondering why the women did not go to the police. That's one of the viewer questions. I'll put that to you, Charlie, but let me just add a bit to that then. So the normal course of events is, you know, if something happens to someone, if they're a young person, it may take many years before they feel ready to not have to relive the trauma, to take that to the cops. And then the cops do an investigation and the legal process goes from there. But in this case, what we've seen is four-year investigation. They said that he was sleeping with 1,900 women per month. One of his staff members on the show even said she's witnessed five a day. Over a 10-year span, that's over 10,000 people. So do you think the way they've gone about this then, to find four people that never went to the police, they've combed over his life. Do you think that adds less credence to the case they are putting forward? Yeah, I mean, it's so, it's such a sensitive topic too, you know? I mean, you don't want to be wrong about this, right? You don't want to dismiss somebody that's, that is is telling the truth, right? But be this is not something where you should be quick to, you know, say that he's guilty until proven innocent. Like I need to, we need to see all the evidence. If there's evidence of this, throw the book at him by all means, hammer him. But if there's not, and there's, and this is, you know, and a case of somebody that didn't have, you know, the relationship in their mind was one thing. And in his mind, it was something else that happens quite a bit. That happens with celebrities, all right? There's, there's, let's not discount the fact that celebrities get, you know, they have shakedowns all the time on them by disgruntled partners. So there's that. The whole thing is very messy, but without, I, without the evidence, without the people coming forward and simultaneously with a full media, 
you know, basically judge, jury, and executioner of him, it makes me very suspicious. Now, if this had happened, again, I, and I'm not trying to, I don't know the ins and outs of somebody going through trauma after after experiencing something like this, if it happened. And so the idea of it taking several years to process this and be feel comfortable t- going to the authorities, sure, maybe that makes sense. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know, but it just all feels a little too coordinated for me. And, and again, if the media di- wasn't talking about it, if it was like a story in a news, one newspaper and they talked about it, I'd be like, Whoa, this is crazy. Let's hear a little bit. I'd still want evidence, but again, when you have all of the papers on the same day running the same story, did they find weapons of mass destruction in Russell Brand's house? Because that's what it feels like to me. You know, I, how many of these, uh, you know, 169,000 dead from the, from the virus, right? Front page everywhere, all at the same time. Okay, this is how they drive the narrative is with all their captured institutes in the, in the, in the press. And so again, it's like, I'm sorry if I don't automatically believe all women, as we were told to believe all women a couple of years ago. I'm sorry if I don't default to that. That's craziness to, to, to have that. I'll tell you what, whether you're a man or woman or whoever claiming whatever, sexual assault or, or anything else, you want me to believe you? Show me. Show me the evidence. Show me the, Show me what you want me to believe. Otherwise, we don't have anything to talk about. I just, I just, I, I just don't believe that that the media all decided that they're going to look out for the best interest of by all get going after one guy on the same day in a coordinated fashion. I've just seen this too many times. It's, it 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 stinks. It stinks of the media. What do you think about that, Ryan? Well, I would add to, and I, I agree with everything Charlie said, <clears throat> but I would add to it, though, there is a dynamic that should be considered that there is a time where there would be somebody, especially when this is exactly the dynamic. Let's just hypothetically say this is the way it happened. A very powerful, very rich, very influential person who has the ability to do something to where all you're ultimately left with is this happened to me. That happens, right? So we should consider that somebody would be left in a position where they have no evidence. And then we should at least my point is it shouldn't be dismissed just as likely, just as much as it shouldn't be blindly accepted, regardless of the level of evidence, right? I think right. we could all agree with that. So I think right. that ultimately, going back to your question, you know, why would they have not gone to the police? I think getting, even getting into those kind of questions is, prelim, is, is it's, we're, it's too early. You know, we, like we're all saying, we don't have enough evidence. We don't know what we can prove. So then we're getting into trying to like almost disparage whether or not they made the right choices before we even know what actually happened. You know, I would actually, if I would pivot it more to say, if this is ultimately the truth, why didn't the reporters bring this to somebody's attention before now? And this has been going on for years. So your ultimate point is to make sure that you could get the story the way you like it. You allowed a, a sexual predator to continue doing that. <laughs> that doesn't seem like a very moral thing to do. So, yeah, I mean, again, it, it, we don't know. And I think the reality is we can obviously see that they're using this in a way to push an agenda based on something that they're che- seemingly choosing to not show people. That seems that screams dishonesty, right? But we should see it fleshed out. Like, that's why I kind of think the ultimate point should be allow the police to go forward with this and let the cards fall where they lie. But the point is we're already choosing to make decisions about this from, from financial levels, from corporate levels, from, you know, things that influence his life and people around him. And that's no matter what. Now, at this point, that's inappropriate. Over to Richard. 
obviously okay a, a really good point there ryan to be honest is that why in the four years didn't they support these young girls with going to the authorities you go okay we've got a team around you a team of support here at channel four we've got lawyers we can help you go to the police and we can do this the right way then we'll make a film about it that's the way around it should have been done that's the way around a, a, a com the common sense way would have gone we will support you to get justice and whilst we're getting justice we might we'll make a film about it and after we've gotten justice we'll release it and if we don't get justice we can release it and say how we didn't get the justice we thought we were that's what documentary filmmaking is about you you, you create you don't create so you do the opposite you you have something happen in the world and you cover it and then report on it. What they've done is manufactured something and then got the result. They, they've got the, so they've created the problem, they've got the reaction and the solution will be Brussels brand is this and the, the um, conspiracy theories are dangerous and everybody should be taken off um, online that speak out against the mainstream media. That's the solution. It's the Galian dialect. So my opinion is they'll have individual understandings of why they didn't go. That's not for me to comment on. I have I wouldn't know and, and God bless them. But there was a system there at Channel 4 that could have helped them go to the police and supported them through that before they make a film. You've put your film in front of the people that you think that you're, that you're protesting to support. You've created a film first in before you've gone. You've supported them going to the authorities. What sort of mental world do we live in? That doesn't make any sense to me. If you're if you're telling me you care about these women, you don't. You care about your film, and that's disturbing to me. Unless I'm completely mental and that's backwards, but that sounds about right to me. Right, we've only got a few minutes left, so I'm going to just have one last question, and then I'll let you guys tell the viewers where they can find you and support you online. So, Charlie, in the last couple of days, we've seen allegations against Tim Ballard. We've seen allegations against the producer of Sound of Freedom. Has this become the modern-day lone gunman strategy? Sure. I mean, it's it's um, it's a show trial for your character, judge, jury, and executioner. This is, you've been found guilty in the court of public opinion. You're you've been canceled. Now, again, when they throw these allegations at you, it, if they're not true. It would be despicable, but it wouldn't be the first time. But but again, you you have now stained somebody with this. The, the, you, you can't put you can't talk about this sort of thing with uh, and attach a person's name to it and have them go through all of this and then go up. Oh, whoops. Mistakes were made. You know, like Rumsfeld would say, oh, mistakes were made. We're charting a course forward. We're not going to worry about the past. The past is you just destroyed somebody. You just destroyed their character on false allegations. Now, if they're false, I think that the media should be held accountable for this. I think the media should be held accountable always, but that's never going to happen. But I, I, it, it's the new, you know, it's funny though, Sean, how, how they pick and choose who they care about. Like everybody in the world knew Harvey Weinstein was up to no good. It was in family guy. You know what I mean? Like don't get in a hotel with Harvey Weinstein. It was an open secret. Everybody knew what Jimmy Savile was doing. Everybody knew what Jeffrey Epstein was doing. You want to investigate them, the media, nowhere to be found. But Russell Brand, Tim Boward come out and they and they they tend to be talking about things that are inconvenient to the empire and all of a sudden they get rape charges thrown against them. You know, I'm sorry, but that just looks really suspicious to me. 
and I'm trying to be as objective as I can. And I understand that it's a polarizing topic and it's, and I want to be sensitive to somebody that's actually gone through that. But I'll tell you, this is something that you can use to tarnish somebody's reputation and you don't really need it, right? It's the damage is done just already, right? So what are you going to do? You know, unscrew this? You, you can't. So um, it's a tactic that Charlie, I would what, expect what can, to see more what, and more of. Where can people find you and support you online, Charlie? Sure. Uh, Macroaggressions podcast goes out in audio format everywhere and in video. How about Rockfin? That's a good place. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Macroaggressions. Thanks, Sean, for having me. Good to see you, Ryan and Rich. Huge thank you. Huge thank you for everybody's contributions this evening and all the viewers' questions. Ryan, where can the viewers find you and support you? Do I have time to give one last point or just jump to the your call? Go for it. Yeah, we're in a okay. minute, though. Oh, real quick, I just want to add to your point about, you know, think about the jury concept of this. Let's say he is guilty or let's say this goes to trial. What they're doing right now is effectively influencing any level of jury people, you know, jury, whatever you would call it, a juror <laughs> in that context. And that seems pretty interesting. And then at what point this goes further for YouTube or other countries or anybody to just create allegations against somebody that they don't like? for any number of reasons and how that can be weaponized. I think it's a dangerous thing. Thank, thank you for having this conversation. I think this was a very objective, you know, this was important. So thank you. Uh, the last American vagabond.com is the best place to go for all of our content. TLA vagabond on Twitter and TLab substack.com on substack. Thanks for having us on. Cheers, Ryan. And Richard, where can people find and support you? Um, thank you for having me on, Jordan. It's been nice to chat to you. I think it's been years. I haven't managed to chat to you in like years of watching your stuff. So it's great to, to chat to you and, and see you guys. Um, you can find me on WhatsApp, Rich, on um, on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it now. Um, Iconic.com is all the film work will be there as well. So you can see my weekly show classified on there every Wednesday evening. And WhatsApp podcast, just put it in, in any podcast searching. And you'll find me and Gaz Ike talking nonsense every week about how mad the world is. And um, <laughs> you've been doing that for about four three years now. It's going well. So thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys, for spending time with us. And viewers, please go down in the description box. You'll see the links to what these guys are up to and support their work. And we hope to speak to you guys soon. So take care out there. Cheers. Thanks.